<laughs> camp director Susan Chick here. Just another day at camp. <laughs> Did I say day? <laughs> it's been dark for what? Two? Three weeks now? Just a long, endless night. Hello, darkness. Are you there? Well, of course you are. You're everywhere. Suffocating. Eternal. Limitless. Has anyone seen the sun? Anyone? Any? Oh, it's missing. Just like those two kids from last week. <laughs> well, oh, let's um, get to today's announcements. Just um, uh, just a moment. Here. Damn it! I can't see anything in here. Okay, 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 here we go. Racket sports have been postponed. Need to be outside and in the sunlight for that. Track club is still meeting though. Good thing, you kids really need to work on your running. Oh, and as a special much needed extracurricular this week, camp counselor Eben is hosting a woodworking class. We're running low on stakes, the pointy kind. How very fun. Of course, just a reminder that the weather will not be letting up anytime soon. Expect blasts of cold, wintry winds, and blackout snow. Keep those coats on and keep your necks covered. Stay warm and stay alive! <laughs> Welcome to Bunk 237, a horror movie podcast. Uh, the podcast where we pretend to be at a camp, where we talk about horror movies. It's, you know, half of a concept that we came up with and we're, we're going with it. I think it's I a whole concept. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Zlotnick. And I'm the other host, Tiet Wen. And today's guest is fellow podcaster and friend, Sarah Sentry, who is a horror writer, critic, and host of Bitches on Comics. Yay. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> What's up? It's uh, so good to be on this podcast talking about movies that I will not spoil because I think now you're going to announce I'm going to spoil it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that amazing setup. Uh, this week, we watched 2007's 30 Days of Night. <laughs> the vampire flick takes place in Alaska in one of those stupid towns where it's never light out for 30 days. I don't know if you know this, but vampires <laughs> generally can't handle the uh, the sunlight. Anyway, it stars Josh Hartnett. Yay! Uh, Josh Hartnett. Um, <laughs> Melissa George. Some other very... 2000s actors. <laughs> Ooh, very 2000s. <laughs> and it's it's a uh, it started as a comic book idea that then was unsuccessful so he pitched it as a film, the creator Steve Niles. Then the film went nowhere, so he went back to the comic idea. Then the comic got made. It's a mini series of comics. And then because that was successful finally they decided to make this movie. It was a long journey to get to 30 Days of Night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. You know what I think is interesting, too, is like, uh, if, and correct me if I'm wrong, but 30 Days of Night is the only one that was 
the a major sort of motion picture. And even though there's been sequels and prequels, like there was like a direct to video, um, yeah, right, prequel, and then a miniseries. But it so it feels like there's one movie, and then there's been, been these sort of like other lower budget. Uh, <laughs> right, re, re, right. Like, iterations of it. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was just like, oh, you watch that? There's definitely not a sequel to that. And I was like, there is a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> right? It was direct to video classics. Yeah. Sarah, I know that you're a comic person. Now, did you read the comics? Were you a fan of the comics like before <laughs> the movie? After? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I remember whenever this comic came out and it was like uh, all the nerds had their minds blown by the concept, right? It was just like vampires in Alaska. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's That's a good the idea. smartest thing I've ever heard. Like, you know, you never would have thought about it. Um, and just like, yeah, it just it seemed like something that maybe somebody had like brought up to you at a bar one time and you forgot about it and then all of a sudden like somebody made a comic out of it and you're like oh my god that's exactly what I wanted to read um and the art is incredible I want to know uh Ben Templesmith if you read the original 30 days of night comics like that visual style that they have I think has a lot of impact on how they shot this movie it looks very very cool in the comic and I think that that's like 90% of the sell of that comic other than like that amazing concept of like right. you know Alaska vampires etc and like just being like alone right like there's no way that anybody can come to help you um but, like, the art is great, and that's kind of, like, something that, you know, even in the beginning is very visually striking. Uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, you can tell, definitely, like, watching the movie, some of the, especially some of the bigger shots, like, uh, the town shots. Um, mm-hmm. I think, actually, my favorite shot of the whole movie, it's about 40 minutes in. It's sort of the overhead shot, and it goes over the town as, like, people are, like, scattering, and, like, the vampires are, like, praying, and there's, like, a pack of them all over. And it's, like, such a beautiful shot of such <laughs> chaos. Just like, carnage. <laughs> right? Yeah, such carnage. And it's so cool. You can see how well that would translate, like, from the page to the screen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it's all aesthetics, right? Like, that's kind of how the comic is. Like, the idea is really cool. There's like some plot stuff, you know. I right. mean, it's cool, whatever. Right. And like, that's like, I mean, it's just like the aesthetic is so killer. And then besides that concept, and then the fact that they do bring some of like the building design into it, you know, like, so they, you can tell that they made an effort to kind of at least reference it visually, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I appreciate that. Are uh, you guys are you guys vampire fans in general? Oh and God, how do these vampires so stack up to you? <laughs> I will say that yeah, as a as a gay person, I don't think I can escape life without being a vampire <laughs> fan. because um, isn't that like that's like the classic <laughs> yes, stereotype. Yes, yeah. Um no. so like lesbian vampire movies, so influential whenever I was a kid. <laughs> and I made a zine about them. Um <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so I think I like grew up a lot on well, we grew up probably all on like the same vampire right like there was always uh like vampire movies around a lot of vampire spoofs and things like that and then um yeah just kind of watching like those old hammer horror films and stuff like that like you can't beat it right like all of that stuff is really good really fun really goofy um so i'd say i do like vampires i like vampires a lot i definitely am like a vampire nerd i think like uh, or I definitely think I, I used to be a lot more I don't know if I knew this so. about you. I, oh man, I love vampires. <laughs> I was like 
for like multiple years from like sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth grade, I think like that that was my Halloween costume every year. (laughs) (laughs) A specific vampire or just like Just like a vampire. vampire. And then I and I can remember it was probably like fifth or sixth grade, uh, my brother took me to go see Dracula, like Bram Stoker's Dracula with Uh like Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder. Uh And I used to have I had a picture of Winona Ryder like from a magazine, like a from like her in that costume um on and I remember this so distinctly because I was like that's who I want to be because <laughs> I wanted yeah. like, the hair the dress the romanticism and then it was like also like a few years later was it like interview the vampire I read all of and all right. of the Anne Rice books like I was like such a dork <laughs> I love it I no, love, I it love so vampire movies and what I really like about this vampire movie is I like that they're just they're like such predators. They're such creatures, you know. They right. Like, they, it's a really good creature. Is absolutely. What it is. They, and they're I like something love a little bit different than what you've ever seen before. All yeah. the teeth, man. Mm-hmm. So cool. The teeth, all of the blood all over their faces. They're like black eyes. It kind of takes it to like I Am Legend, right? Where it's oh, like yeah, totally. they're they're definitely taking the idea of a vampire as just a monster, like yeah, something right, that's really right. scary, very unappealing. Like, yeah, and they have no motive beyond just like hunting and eating and even though they have like what seems to be a a kind of a high level of intelligence like kind of an ancient you know awareness of themselves they're just predators they they are straight up just predators yeah yeah. and I think that's so cool because I I think Mm -hmm. the early 2000s also had a lot of like romantic romantic yeah exactly (laughs) right big stories of like mortality and love and like you yeah, know, a lot of right, a lot of right. Brad Pitt influence on like the vampire <laughs> right. genre, or it was like action movie. Even like even with like Underworld or something, there was still like this whole like ancient love story between like you know the like the werewolves and the vampires. And this was just like, nah, dog. They just like eating. Yeah, they yeah. need to feed, <laughs> and they need no one to find out. <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> and they're so smart. Like they're so like very. Ta- I really appreciate that they're real tactical. Um, mm-hmm. real like tribe and they hunt mentality. in a pack, right? Yeah, yeah. right. So cool. And there's like they were so smart about like disabling the communication, disabling transportation, power, using the woman as bait. Yeah, and then on top of that, they can like leap really far and run really fast, <laughs> and are just like crazy superhuman like yeah. movements yeah, yeah. that they have. Yeah, the fact that they you know look human, you know, they're sort of they're like sort of vampire yeah. faces. Yeah, because yeah, they're kind of like shark-like, right? And like even their their visual presentation, they have like the big teeth and then there's like the uh, black eyes and the stuff. So I felt like they were yeah. going for a very specific vibe. And they succeed because as you say, during this time it was like all romantic vampires who were just like, oh no, I've killed again. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, yeah, right? <laughs> There's How a, sad. Yeah, like a, the sh- yeah. distraught vampire right. that Do I yeah. turn this woman that I love into a vampire? Yeah. <laughs> and now she's mean, just like me. It's terrible. <laughs> and it's just like, well, yeah. why were you even there? You should not yeah. have even been there. Why were you even associating with humans? <laughs> like, totally. What are you doing? It was so irresponsible. But this one, you're just like, oh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're so weird, you know? It's like that guy goes into the bar and like tries to order a bunch of meat on oh. a plate or whatever yeah let's and talk about the ben stranger yeah this all like the stranger yeah but he's immediately off-putting right like that's kind of like the big thing is, is like he's you can tell that guy's a creep like there's bad things right. very bad aura around that guy like from the very beginning so yeah <laughs> 
Alexa, leave us an Apple podcast review. Here are the top five reviewed apples. Granny Smith. Fiji. Red. The other red one. And finally, Pi. It's not working. Oh, man. I guess our fans will just have to do it. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you're enjoying the show, because Alexa's being a real bitch about it. And she doesn't have fingers to type. I'm doing my best. My father was right. I should have gone to Brown University instead of Tampa Bay. Wait, can I give out my first badge? Because it's yes, of to course. yeah, it's to him. I wanted to give him the fucking poser badge uh, because <laughs> he's like not a vampire, but he walks in trying he to order to raw hamburger, so bad. right? Yeah. And he's like, he really... and he's like really dark and morose, and he's like ordering They're gonna raw take vampire. Me with them. But it's like, yo, you're he's not a vampire. He doesn't need to eat raw hamburger. That's just weird. Right. <laughs> he's he just doing wants the to belong. <laughs> He just wants a group of friends. <laughs> and he's so sure it's going to happen for him. Yeah. yeah. How do we think that he met the vampires? <laughs> how did I don't know. This I relationship start? I was going to say he's a Renfield character. Wrong right? place, wrong yeah. time. They pulled him in. He was like, heck yeah, I'm going to be like a vampire too someday. <laughs> oh, nope. he probably saw interview with the vampire. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, probably, probably he was a like huge this is like dork. a Brad Pitt like Tom Cruise thing, right? Like yeah. we're doing like a we're doing that. All yeah. right, cool. I'll 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 just wait for you to turn me into a vampire so we can be like Louis and Lestat, you know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right, cuz he definitely had the most emotion out of all of the sort of like bad guys. The other guys were definitely just they were just hungry. Right. Yeah. Right. And they all show up in this way that's just like, oh, it's even worse than that guy. <laughs> like, these guys are even worse. Yeah. Like, they're so scary and intimidating from, like, the very, very start. Wait, was he the only bad guy to actually have, like, a motive beyond eating? Kill stuff? Yeah, beyond kill stuff. I like the kill stuff. <laughs> and then that was his, like, overall motive in a way, too. <laughs> but, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right. Because it's also like, why would you... I mean, I understand why you'd want to be a vampire, but it is also like, <laughs> what's your deal, guy? I wonder why. I'm always like, I wonder sometimes because I'm like, would I really go for that if somebody was like, okay, well, you could like live forever, but you'd have to feed on people. And I'd be like, so you mean I'd still have to talk to people? <laughs> I'd still have to leave my house even it if I seemed, was immortal. Uh, it seemed like he was really lonely <laughs> yeah, and that he needed a friend. Needs <laughs> and this a was like the only way that he thought he would get friends at this point. Yeah. And you're like a tough guy, right? If you become right. a vampire. So right. he's like, heck yeah, I'm going to have all the power. I'm going to oh, go yeah. from he was to all also, of it. Because he was a short guy. Like that, the scene in the beginning <laughs> when he's trying to stand up to Josh Hartnett and he's trying to be like the tough guy, but he's like, he looks like he's like a foot shorter. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. That character was really like, very, a lot more complex than I really gave him credit for. <laughs> Kept that plot moving. That's for sure. I have another badge for this stranger. Um, uh, ben Foster. It's the intern of the month badge to him because he was basically just like the vampire's intern. Like he did all of the work, got none of the benefits. Yeah. Like when I think about his character, I was like, wow, he must have like location scouted. He had to go steal all those cell phones. He had to destroy that helicopter. Like he had a big hand in setting up the place for them. 
and just yeah. g- but didn't get any of the benefits, no. which is just like yeah. But he was a great and intern. They taunted him when they found him in the jail cell. <laughs> they were like, he thinks he's getting in the club, <laughs> <laughs> which also feels That's like cool. an intern, <laughs> like when you work for a yeah. shitty place and you're trying to <laughs> sure, move up we'll hire and you're you. doing yeah. everything and you're just waiting to get that full time contract. <laughs> I like Josh Hartnett in this movie, even though his character from the comic book is supposed to be Inuit. Like, yeah, you know, even, totally but, right. But I did, I did like him in this sure, movie. Right. I think because it it's from two thousand seven and he's Josh Hartnett. I just like right. want that time <laughs> yeah. capsule. It makes yeah. the most sense to me. Right. <laughs> and he was right. like trying to get out of his thing, right? No, like not he at was all. like, I don't want to be dreamy anymore. Like I want to be in like this gritty horror film. Yeah. And, like kind yeah, of yeah, sucks yeah. for him because he was super dreamy. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. You're just stuck being the dreamy guy. I don't know what to tell you, Bangs. I have a question. I have a big question for everybody. Uh-oh. Do you think, is this a good movie? Oh, that's, that's a, good a question. really good question. <laughs> I wondered the whole time I was watching it if I liked it or not. I like was having a really hard time with it because I was like, this is the time of... Right, like it's the time of horror where everything kind of looks like a horror video game a little bit. Yes. And like, yes. so it has all of the cool visuals, super low on substance, really cool idea, you know, like basic, basic characterization, like doesn't go too deep on anybody for sure. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I was, I don't know, there's, I couldn't call it a bad movie because I feel like. It, the visuals are great. Like, there's so right. much there interesting cinematography. Yeah. Like, the way that, like, the vampires would be, like, moving. Um, like, you would see them, but, like, the camera's still moving, and they're, like, walking, and then it's, like, blocked, and then, like, it's them again, you know? It's, like, the whole time they did a really good job of making you feel like that's... It, like, you were there, right? Like, it's, like, the whole way that the filmmaking went was just, like, them being, like, here's this, like creature that's like creeping around you and like kind of knows where you're at but not a hundred percent like not ready to strike yet I think that they conveyed all of that stuff really well so I'm just like I can't call it a bad movie but it is like a car chase horror film right well, think, like there's literally yeah, a car I think chase in it what it <laughs> what it suffers from and I actually have a badge for it is 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 being from 2007 yeah it's, <laughs> it's like so the, 2007 my badge is it's the most 2007 <laughs> movie yes <laughs> yeah, of all it's... time it's I, I i learned that it was shot during the day and then color corrected which oh, makes a lot of sense really because <laughs> ah. there's just like that blue night filter over literally everything, everything. Yeah. yeah sarah i had a similar feeling watching it where i was like I think I like this. Like, I, I like this, but also... <laughs> right. There's an understanding for me that I'm like, oh, this is, like, a pretty surface-level movie. There's, like... Yeah. N- you know, a lot of horror movies and why I like horror is, like, usually there's a there's subtext or underlying themes, you know, and mm-hmm. even, even in, like, vampire movies, like you were saying, there's always, like, a lot of homoeroticism, themes about mortality, about, like, love, about humanity, but this is, like, none of that. There was, like, there's no... <laughs> There's no right. overarching kind of bigger sort of thing that they're pushing for. It's yeah. just like cool looking vampires and a cool idea about a town that never sees sunlight. Yeah. And cool scenes too. Very you know, cool you scenes. Get like the, the guy's head on a stake and yeah. the chase scenes and like the Very pull, cool death. The like, couple that gets God. pulled under the house and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think the another thing that got me was 
the the vampires were such cool creatures, but they all wore like Brooks Brothers suits. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice when um when the girl the girl vampire Iris, I believe. Uh, when she died, when she got like burned by the UV light, yeah. and she died, and then I really got a look at her outfit <laughs> when she yeah. was laying on the ground, and she's sort of wearing this sort of two thousand and seven kind of like baby doll kind of dress with the uh-huh, combat boots, like pink velvet dress, yeah, <laughs> with the combat boots, and I was like, okay, I mean, I guess in 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 my logical brain, I'm like, well, I guess vampires don't really feel cold, so that doesn't really matter to them, but I'm like, where did you get that? I just had a lot of questions about <laughs> like where like, why would that? he wear a coat if he didn't if he wasn't yeah. for style you know that's why <laughs> why she are any like... of these wa- vampires wearing clothes at all <laughs> right right it's true that's a different movie because <laughs> a vampires, different movie no matter the movie vampires have to be stylish that's true <laughs> that is so very stylish because they did keep just to that rule. function of vampires I did like that they generally <laughs> obeyed vampire rules of like sunlight. <laughs> Uh, and like the UV, you know, these sort of UV light as a weapon from weed. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like cracking up. I was just like in 2007. You all had no idea, like how ubiquitous weed was gonna be in like 10 years. And they're just like, oh, the grandmas like secretly growing weed. And I was like, girl, all so all of our scandalous. grandmas are secretly growing weed now. Like, right. that it's would be, true. it would be a different story, right? Like, all, it'd be like, so which house of lights do you need? So because right, we yeah. have a right. lot of warehouses full of, like, Especially lights. Especially so. in that tiny town in Alaska where there's literally nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. tons of grow houses. <laughs> That's what I would think in 2021. And I guess in 2007, though, people were like, hee 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 grandma i know it was i think right. that was a fun little i had like th- this a minor badge it was a it was a, the weed grandma badge uh, yeah for one being dope as hell and two just conveniently having uv lights which i didn't even think about until like later when they brought it up i was like oh that's why they had her like smoking weed yeah yeah totally. but they also added the fact that she had cancer to sort of like soften the blow of the weed, right, right, soften the blow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds that sounds really inappropriate. I was like, I hope to God that someday my weed smoking becomes a plot device. That is, I mean, it has been, I guess, in my own life many times. But, but I was like, yeah, if only you could have weed smoking kill vampires later, <laughs> then that would be really sick. Be prepared, badge. <laughs> goes to goes to grandma. Oh, that even is, though that- she got. Axed. Oh yeah, I mean, she wasn't prepared enough. But hey, <laughs> listen, you would not be prepared for this, right? Like, no I mean, way. there's like that's how I feel about so many horror films where I'm like, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that girl does everything she should do. Like, she goes yes. from place to place to place, and it's not her fault that all of the places have serial killers. In them. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying really hard to get out of there. She yeah. is doing what she can do, and that's how I feel about the grandma in this. I did kind <laughs> of feel like, too, you like. When they were hiding in the attic and they were like, we have to move. I'm like, you don't. Like, you could just <laughs> you stay, stay there. there. <laughs> it seems like the obviously you do because the movie has to progress. But like, yeah. you really don't. Send one person to the general store. Oh, looking know? back, yeah. it would have been better if you stayed yeah. there, actually. You know, they definitely could have had sort of like the, the Walking Dead community where they just stayed there. Also because right. it's like... They only had to wait it out for less than 30 days at that point. Yeah. You know, as they were going, I think it was like two weeks in. And I was like, guys, just. Like, two- it would have sucked, but yeah. like. Yeah. Do you know how long I've been in quarantine? 
Like, you can hang out for two more weeks in an ethic. <laughs> They're like, 30 days is insurmountable time. And we're just like, girl, just turn on the Netflix. Like, read a 32-chapter manga. Like, I, my other, Actually, my other big question was that the sacrifices in the movie, the two big ones, was Bo when he, with the tractor, like, uh-huh. through the town or whatever. <laughs> With to like a, a distraction, I have a, I have a badge for him. Yeah, what is it? I uh, mean, it's the chainsaw badge. It's really. the, the least effective explosion ever. <laughs> oh, nice. Because he tries to blow himself up to yeah. sacrifice himself, doesn't. Yeah, doesn't. And then he's like, "You're not gonna get me." And then he just gets his skull crushed in like the most <laughs> like humiliating. Yeah, that really <laughs> just a sad death. Yeah. But that first one, I was like, was that necessary? Couldn't he have created a distraction without killing himself? Because like right when he like he was like doing pretty good on that tractor until he purposely ran into the building. Right. And it was mm-hmm. like, why did he do that? Yeah. Why did he do that? Why did he do yeah, that? Yeah, that happens in movies of that time a lot too, right? It reminds me of like Sin City whenever like the yeah. Bruce Willis story where he's just like, and then I died so that she could live. And it's like, but all of your enemies are still alive. Like they're <laughs> right. going to kill her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is very yeah. upsetting, actually. Like, there and were that's several things you could have done to stay yeah, alive. That's it's like, yeah. they're still vampires. Like, yeah. I don't think that there's the threat st- is over. Yeah, and you were already like successfully killing a bunch of them with your right. giant chain saw machine right you were pretty safe in that thing yeah you had a, a plus to that thing though you had a bear yeah. call you had that cool whatever chainsaw sticking out thing um <laughs> so good anytime there's like chainsaws introduced into a horror movie i'm always just yep. like, yes Ooh, yeah i agree thank god when that yeah. one vampire got sawed like right in half oh so cool <laughs> loved it it's yeah. just like all right yeah. here we go now i'm having a good time <laughs> pop- yeah, popcorn a- popcorn everybody <laughs> some cool machinery like that uh spinning Oh, yeah, the little the wheel shredder of grinder. I actually, yeah, the grinder yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I have a badge for that. It is the <laughs> uh, it is the muffin monster in the first act badge uh, because that's what they referred to it as, uh, the one character way at the beginning. In the first act, when the one guy with the helicopter is complaining about yeah. how someone destroyed his helicopter, and then the, uh, the guy that's running the place is like, oh... Uh, check out what I found out in the Muffin Monster, which is such a weird name for that. <laughs> but I did know, like, watching that, I did know, I was like, ooh, this is going to come back later. I can tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was 100% like, literally got to get crushed yeah. on that thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Every single thing anybody says in this movie comes back later in the movie. <laughs> and sort of related to that, going back to unnecessary plot points, where <laughs> there are three days left, and they are, maybe maybe it was more than that at this point. They see Billy shining his light in his room. And they're like, yeah. oh, we got to go get Billy. It's like, just let him wait it out. He's made it this far. <laughs> totally and then they find right. out that he went fucking crazy and murdered his family. Yeah, that was horrifying. <laughs> and still decided horrifying. to take him with him. And then Billy sucked. And then yeah. like, Billy sucked the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was definitely. I was glad that he got his arm chewed off by the muffin monster and then <laughs> axed in the head. <laughs> I honestly, I was his death was satisfying. <laughs> All right, so that first sacrifice, both sacrifice. I don't know if that was necessary. Josh's like sacrifice. They could have just waited a few hours. He could have, right? It was literally yeah, they just a few hours. To happen, I think right? the like, I think what they were trying to do is say that Stella and the little girl were trapped under a building, and the whole town was on fire. So they were worried that 
she'd get burned up or something. So that's why he did it. Uh, right. But then, the like, woman's fault again. <laughs> but then, like, when, when he goes and does that and goes and confronts the, like, the gang of vampires, uh, she does crawl out from under that car, but then she stands there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> just being Melissa George or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I had just got finished watching uh, the remake of the Amityville horror uh, that she is in with Ryan Reynolds. Ooh. And so seeing Melissa George pop up in this, I was like, yes, you were all over these movies. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, yeah. That was another very 2007 part of the movie is a leading woman <laughs> who was like a really big in 2007. And then we have yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. I liked her character. I thought she was very reasonable, you know, and I Mm -hmm. thought she was, like, believably tough. I think sometimes women in these movies are kind of one or the other. They're definitely, like, either immediately dead or they're kind of superhumanly, like, good at, like, fighting, you know? Right. Right. I always think of, like, Barbara in, like, The Night of the Living Dead, but then, like, the opposite whenever they did it, like, the 1990, like, reboot, and she was like, lock and load, boys, or, like, whatever. I needed a little more depth of something in the middle, you know, and I thought that Stella was believably tough. Not, yeah, yeah, I mean, I was totally. still scared. I also like that she really bought into the vampire thing right away or, you know, very early yeah. on. Because I think the thing with like vampire movies and zombie movies is like there's always a point where they have to divulge whether or not in that universe vampires right. and zombies exist. And in this one, I think, oh, I think I had a, ba- uh, a badge for um, <laughs> for Jake for uh, Evan's younger brother, it was like, oh, it's vampires badge. (laughs) I think it could be vampires. Yeah, he was the first one to say it. And then Stella was just like, okay, that seems fine. (laughs) It is at this point. It's like a little eye-rolly when people are like, they seem undead and they're trying to suck our blood. Just say that they're they're vampires. (laughs) Just let them exist in this world. This reminds me of that book I read, Dracula. Um, <laughs> I really want someone to say that in a movie. <laughs> I hope. I hope like, it gets written that, into that, a movie. Like, in, like, like a vampire movie where the only vampire lord that exists is just <laughs> the book Dracula. That was no it. Nobody other... <laughs> ever followed up with anything. Like, oh, that was man. it. I would like to give Melissa George in 2007 the Melissa George in 2007 <laughs> award. Love it. Fantastic. <laughs> Which is just, you know, about Melissa George in 2007. pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah. You know how it is. I'm going to go ahead and give Josh Hartnett a badge for um, the rugged badge, right? Like he's Ooh. trying really hard to be <laughs> oh, rugged yeah. here. And I just think that we should call it out and appreciate that that's what he's trying to do. I have a, um, I have a badge for Josh Hartnett too. It's the just cry badge. He, <laughs> he had tears in his eyes for yeah. approximately 90% of the film. Yeah. But just wouldn't cry it out. And he just looked so sad. Um, and if, at first it was because of his ex, or, you know, his wife and mm-hmm. their troubles. And then it was because of all the vampires. And I just wanted to say, you know, take a moment, cry it out, let it out, and then move on. Oh, I have another. I also have a badge for Josh Hartnett. I think I was gonna. Yeah, ask. let's all take a moment to recognize Josh Hartnett in this movie. Uh, my badge for him was the TFW. Uh, like when you realize you have to chop off your friend's head badge. <laughs> He had to do that yeah. a lot. Oh yeah, like, that was that was his story. And yeah, you know, as the sheriff of a small town, it was like everyone that he knew, 
But I also yeah. appreciate that he just did it. Yeah, I didn't waste any time being like, oh, can we fix them? <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a badge for the realist is the realistic reaction badge when uh, Evan and Stella are driving really fast mm. to try and get away, and the oh. vampires encircle the car and just start slowly flipping it over yeah and they're in the front seats going fuck fuck shit oh no fuck they're like they don't know what to do and it was just such like a genuine realistic reaction that i was like this is hilarious this is like the perfect way to react to this like very slow horrible thing that's happening yeah i think so too it it's interesting because i feel like it's such a even whenever this movie came out i was like it's so like goofy i guess and it's kind of like it starts to be a little like cartoonish right (laughs) yeah um but i do think that there's something to it and like that's something that's been like whenever um i believe that like there was a couple movies on the list of like what to talk about and i was like i guess i want to talk about 30 days of night because i wonder what other people think about this especially as horror fans because it's so such a kind of strange entry i guess because it doesn't fit soundly into any really of the categories right for vampires that's kind of its own thing a little bit and even though it's like huge budget right like this was like the time of like those big budget remakes of like horror films and stuff so you saw a bunch of like big budget horror um that was meant to appeal to a lot of people and not necessarily be that scary but this is scary like there's parts of this that are actually scary and uh, i don't know yeah it's it's a kind of a pickle i guess like i was thinking about that a lot while i was watching it too and being like it's not deep on any level but i do still like it like i don't know (laughs) it might be a bad movie but i still like it yeah did you do you know if you guys saw it like when it came out I, I think I tried to watch like 10 minutes of it or something and was like, I don't care. I don't care at all about this. And was like, I'm going to go like read something way more like edgelord and like, you know, something like that's all about like serious feelings. Um, This is too goofy. And now watching it, I'm like, come on, lighten up. Like that would have yeah, been fun totally. for you. I think, yeah, I think my earliest memory of seeing this, I don't remember if I saw it when it came out, but I do remember catching it. On like cable television, probably like yes, while, me too. <laughs> right? Like while I was, that, like, I think that was the first time I saw it. it was yeah. just like it was on TV one day, and I was like, oh yeah, I guess I. I mean, I haven't seen this yet. I guess I'll watch it, and I ended up just watching the whole thing. And I remember also like in a similar way, like not. I don't remember having any big thoughts about it except like like eating junk food. You're just like, this is fine. This is good. This mm-hmm. is satisfying I think that's in what this it moment. Is. It's like a satisfying movie to watch when it's on TV. <laughs> yeah, you know? totally. I would not turn and I don't, down watching I don't know this about again. You guys. Yeah. Like, I don't think I saw it when it came out, but I remember the poster very specifically. Yeah. Being like, that looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> and the poster is very much like the comic, right? Yeah. Like they have yeah. kind of the same, like the comic has like that vampire's mouth with like all of the teeth. And that's what the poster was yeah. too, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's it, right? Like, I mean, I can't believe that. I think that once he matched it with like the artist, I can't imagine him having like a hard time selling a concept like this because it's like... Though oh, that yeah. cover is just so iconic. Yeah. It's, yeah. I did have the, the Persevering Persistence badge for him because he really, he knew he had a good mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. And he just, you know, kept going until someone else also thought he had and a good And Steve idea. Niles is uh, like a horror comic icon, kind of. Like, he's done a ton of horror comics. So if you're into that stuff, go check it out because he's got a pretty big bibliography behind him. But I'm glad they made it. I like it. 
Yeah. And I'm glad uh, everybody had fun. I think, like, it seems like Josh Hartnett was having fun. Yeah. <laughs> I want to give maybe, like, the Moppet Award to, like, the little kid in this movie, the plot-driving Moppet, who's just like, <laughs> I'm so cute and alone. <laughs> Help me. Wait, are we talking about the, I think the, that, the last kid, Gail? The one that's, like, covered yeah. in blood? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Moppet's I'm a really s- cute word. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little Moppet, right? Like the little, like, imperiled child, and you're just like, <laughs> oh no, I must save them. Yeah. I don't know if I would be that good of a person at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's it, though. Robin. See, I want to say that I wouldn't be that good of a person, but then I think about, like, every time my cat, like, Sarah, meows you guys, or something. You guys, that is a child covered in blood, alone, I'm like, walking around in a town to away from full that. of vampires. Yeah. You are ten feet away from this child. Yeah, and I'm hidden, and she's not. <laughs> it's just like, what's the point of both of us dying? But here's that's the point. That's why I gave her the Moppet Award, is, yeah. is that, like, despite my apprehension right. <laughs> and my selfishness, my inherent selfishness of wanting to c- continue living mm-hmm. on this earth, I would still probably have to die for it and be like, don't kill the Moppet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to give her props for surviving that long, however she did. I did feel like yeah. um, there probably were a lot more things expanded on in the comic books. Like, I felt like these sort of extra storylines. Not really. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit less, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then. Like, we, don't, we don't ever really learn what their Evan and Stella's marital problems were. <laughs> Which is so funny right? to me because we... they're just like our undisclosed marital problem. Yeah, and yeah. then it's like she's just like I'm leaving and he's just like well have fun whenever you leave or whatever. <laughs> and I'm just like you're giving her nothing. I can see what your marital problems <laughs> <Yeah>. are. <laughs> when she's like, she's like I'm in town if you want to talk but not for that long. Yeah both of them like were not very mature in that moment. But my first thought was like wow I didn't think it could get any colder in Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) I love how they were like, oh, we need a way to keep her in town. Let's just have this giant machine ram into her car (laughs) as she's trying to leave. I always, these like, these plot lines are always like kind of funny to me though because it's like both Josh Hartnett and Melissa George are so ridiculously beautiful that it's like if they called you and they were like, I guess I'm in town or whatever, you'd be like, I'm there. I'll come meet you. (laughs) What do you want? Do you want to work it out? I would work it out with you. It's it's like Alaska. Population just went down by like a third. Like there's (laughs) like, come back. Come back, so yeah. move back in. I know it's for not the next that bad. Thirty days. Thirty days. Of I night, can change. Baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you would be doing anything. You're just like, um, do you, you need a ride to the airport? Okay, but can I go with you? <laughs> <laughs> but none of that happened because they were both being beautiful, just, staring yeah. off into the I know, distance. She, I about say she had great hair throughout the whole mm-hmm. the whole ordeal. She really kept her hair like really like <laughs> really coiffed. You know, and even really when nice. she's like laying on the ground. Yeah. like crying oh. and you're just like yeah, wow your hair like looks really end, good though like, dang all right i mean i don't know what you're doing in that 30 days but <laughs> great Hit me up great i never i never understand that in horror <laughs> movies i'm like put your hair up like, like it's, yeah it's gonna get caught in something it's gonna get pulled like just put it in a bun <laughs> So you can yeah, run you're faster. Literally like running and just being like any person in real life would be like, wow, my fucking hair is right. in my eyes. Like, fuck <laughs> right. this. But at the same time, still, Melissa George, Josh Hartnett, 
I hope you crazy kids can work it out. Just kidding. I know that he dies at the end. (laughs) I was thinking that this wasn't a very deep movie, but we just talked about it for a really long time. Like we talked almost as long as the movie is like, you know, take, take a few minutes, but like definitely we've talked for a while. If there was nothing there, we would not have had this much to say. So that's very true. That's very true. A badge for us. Yes. Talking about. 30 30 days days of night. night. We could talk about it for 30 days and 30 nights. No, that was a different Josh Hartnett movie. 40 days and 40 nights. He's into it days and nights. I forgot about it. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Do you think at his house he has a 30 days of night poster next to a 40 40 days poster? I hope he does. He better. I mean, what's on on Instagram for sure? And check out his Instagram. (laughs) Oh, man. Sarah, before we go, is there anything that you would like to plug to tell our listeners where to find you? Oh, yes, of course. I always have so many things going on. I am the co-host of the Bitches on Comics podcast. We are going to do a pride extravaganza where we talk to all kinds of queer creators, mostly of comics, some of other things, too. And um, so, yeah, check out Bitches on Comics if you want to hear more talking from me. And then uh, we do a collection called Decoded Pride as well, which is speculative fiction by queer creators. And so there is 30 days (laughs) of that. Cool. How perfect. Yeah. So 30 days of pride. Um, And (laughs) not as ominous as it sounds, but (laughs) we have every single day a new story goes up. Right. And it's going to be, you know, fantasy side sci-fi horror all written by queer creators and um by the end of it we do a pdf so you can subscribe now like you could uh do a pre we're doing pre-sales always that's something that like helps us a lot whenever we're going into paying everybody we make sure that we pay all of our creators um we pay semi-professional rates which is like something that really has helped people get into like you know into clubs and organizations that can further their career so i feel like we're doing a lot of work for uh for, you know, a lot of uh, fictional, amazing um, works and the creators who create them. So we're we're trying to do that. And also, it's just a really good anthology. Last year, there were so many amazing pieces that just made me weep. And every single year, we get like, you know, 200-ish submissions or something like that. We have to choose only 30. So it's always like, you know, the best of the best. So I'm uh, always very proud of that. You can check that out at decodedpride.com. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, people, yeah. for listening. Thank you, Robin, for being there. Thank you, One, Shane. Two, three, seven. <laughs> ah, horror movie podcast. We're so good at ending podcasts. <laughs> thank you, Josh Hartnett, for your bangs and your eyes. And thank you, Melissa George, for your bangs and your eyes. <laughs> it's true. That is a great way. That That's a great perfect. way. That's that a great way to end. <laughs> Bunk 237, a horror movie podcast, stars Jet Wen and Robin Zlotnick as the final girls of Bunk 237, and introducing Alex Skoke as camp director Susan Jack. The show is produced by me, Shane Segretti. Our theme song is written and performed by Dan Zlotnick, and our outro music is written and performed by Alex Slasher. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and it may be featured on an upcoming episode. Have a badge of your own for this movie? 
Follow us on Instagram at Bunk237Pod and Twitter at Bunk237 and let us know. If you haven't already, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are downloaded.